It is the Brotherly Love Podcast on Anchor.fm, all your podcast platforms. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. We're on Twitter at B-Love Podcast, but we don't really tweet. John Mita, my man, always joining me. I am Joe O'Donnell. Johnny Mita, happy Turkey Day, my friend. What's up? Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, buddy. One of my favorite traditions. Love us. Thanksgiving's always one of my favorites. Get to see my uncle's family and you know, we chop it up with some, some traditions, so looking forward to that. But um, I'm going to send you some stats on Jonathan Gannon's defense. Oh, here we I'm, go. Actually, I'm going to send them to your uncles. So when you start calling for him to be fired, despite uh-huh. the team being 9-1, uh-huh. they can they can shove it up your – Yeah, yeah. John's oh, you don't like that. John Mead doesn't like that kind of smirk. Listen – Listen, he will always be not that great of a coach in my mind. I don't care. You'll never change my mind. Who would you rather I, have? I, I, I won't go into another topic. Well, you'll never you change rather, my mind. Would you, but rather have, would you rather have Jim Schwartz, your guy, Jimmy Schwartz, or Jonathan Gannon right now with this, with this personnel? <laughs> I would say Jim Schwartz. Wow. That's a statement. That, that is, is a statement. statement. That is a statement. Um, Listen, he's done a nice quick, job, yeah. but I, I just don't want him to cause this this season. So. All right. You think Jonathan Gannon, ultimately the Eagles' demise, if they stay healthy, would be Jonathan Gannon? Correct. 100%. Wow. Wow. Uh, 30 seconds on your old school Turkey Day football tradition that you guys used to have there in the Hill. Yeah, Joe, you know what I missed from our Thanksgiving turkey bowl? play tackle football with all the boys and and not feel like death or like permanently injured for the for the next three weeks you know yeah and I was, it was like all right, a couple of days of being sore not bad you're back now today if we were to attempt this yeah i'm pretty sure we'd have to either call the ambulance somebody would make a visit to urgent care so yeah now now uh if you're going to the hospital from eating too much turkey Exactly. A lot of tryptophan. A lot of tryptophan. Had a guy. Had a guy. Hope you enjoy it. Let's jump into the birds. That's it. Well, what's uh, real quick? Real quick. Thanksgiving. What is your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Anything that you pine for? I mean, I'm a meat and potatoes guy. Uh, All right. So turkey and potatoes. Kara does make a really, really good twice baked sweet potato. Oh. I don't know. I don't know if that's on the menu, but it's solid. All right. And, well, uh, maybe if uh, she hears this podcast before yeah, she won't. <laughs> well, I'll make her. I like right. it. Maybe All I'll right. shoot her a text off air. All right. Go ahead. We got the birds nine and one. Uh, yeah. We, we did not have a podcast last week. And actually, since our last podcast, I just realized the Phillies did not win the World Series. Okay. <laughs> so so that, that was a major bummer. But we got plenty of time to, to jump into their offseason. Uh, the birds lost to the commanders. We'll just gloss over that. Uh, but they bounce back and they sneak out a win against the Colts 17 16. They're 9 and 1. They hang on to the best record in the NFC and the NFL. And they have the Packers coming to the link Sunday night. Take it where you want, my friend. Let's spend a few minutes on the birds. Well, I mean, obviously, we got to talk about, you know, the Washington commanders game was just. I'm so glad we sold our tickets and so now we don't have to take credit for that loss. But, um, yeah, it just wasn't – it wasn't a game – I don't know, Joe. I really feel like the pressure. I think, 
you know, once it started to build up being an undefeated season and these are the people they have on the docket, you know, because Philadelphia is one of the top five markets as far as media goes in the country, I think the pressure was kind of building. So you never want to say it was a good loss, but it, maybe the loss will do them some good. It humbled them. But then they come back against the Colts, and let's fast forward to this week. They come out and look raggedy again. But I think the biggest takeaway was uh, from that loss is, is some of the injuries are starting to catch up. Looked like A.J. Brown tweaked his foot a little bit. He didn't seem to be the same after coming off the field gingerly. Dallas Goddard basically got his head rearranged like the uh, poltergeist. And, um, you know, he, he left with a um, some type of a shoulder injury. And it looks like he'll be returning towards the end of the regular season, which is a good sign that this is not a season-ending injury. Yep. Uh, but they just didn't look sharp. I would say, Joe, the last couple of weeks of the play calling – Offensively, I've I've just not been in love. I've also not been in love with their personnel decisions. You know, Miles Sanders is having a really good year. I I mean, like, and he's the number one guy. And they've been kind of subbing in a little Boston Scott and sprinkling in, sprinkling in a little Kenny Gainwell. I just feel like the creativity with the play calling the last couple of weeks has just not been great. Um, and on the positive side of the game against Indianapolis. Listen, nothing was going right. The Eagles found themselves down like, I don't know, 10 to 13 points or down 10 points going into the uh, third quarter or the fourth quarter. And, and, and Jalen found a way to get it done. He used his legs again because if you look at the tape, a lot of times when he did run, it was because, okay, they pretty much spread everyone out in four wide receiver sets. And everyone was out in coverage, and you know the middle of the field parted like the Red Sea, yeah. and he was taking everything they gave him. And um, I also, you know, one of the big plays in that game was that pass interference penalty, and that sure. was it. that appeared to be an ad lib for Miles Sanders because if you if you go back and watch, he just went wide right and was basically standing along the sidelines, and when things broke right. down, he just ran downfield. So, listen, you got to right. make plays. Jalen Hurts is, is the MVP of this team, and hopefully of the league for a reason. And we haven't seen him run so much as the years moved along because he hasn't had to. But Sunday in Indy, he had to. He got it done. And I expected that to be the case when, you know, when you're without Goddard. You and I talked about it just in a phone conversation before the game. Like, sure. he might have to run a lot the next few weeks to keep them afloat. And he's got the ability to do it. So, I got no problem with that. Yeah, well, I mean, if you know, we're I'm going to bring this guy up. But, you know, you look at a guy like Donovan McNabb. When essentially he became just, I want to be a drop back passer, and he took his own ability to run the football away from his game. I think that really hamstrung him. I think Hurts really, is more accurate right now. Oh yeah, right now, absolutely. Um, but I, I think that hurt. But he did what he had to do. The good thing is, he I think he's running a lot smarter this year. He's not taking the shots like he used to. He gets down. I love the fact that when he literally. When he's when nobody's open, he's still finding ways to throw the football out of bounds, and I love that because that's what you need to do. You know, don't sacrifice turning the ball over to try to make a play when you can live to fight for another down. Um, defensively, hey, listen, we didn't talk about the two signings. Howie Roseman goes out. Their run defense is, to put it lightly, has been putrid this year. Um, he picks up Linville Joseph off the scrap heat and Adama Kinsu, 
who's always been a villain in pretty much every football city, and unless he's playing for your football team, kind of like a hard nose, a little bit of a questionable dirty player. But when he's on your football, God darn it, you love to have him. So they finally made adjustment. Now, it was interesting. The Colts ran the ball down our throats, the Eagles' throats, very early in the game. And then they seemed to make an adjustment, and they pretty much held Jonathan Taylor in and you know, in, in, in check, so to speak. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how many total yards. I think he was under 105, maybe. Um, I should know this. Oh, no, he, he, had, he had way under that. Um, I think he finished the game with only 60 some rushing yards and I don't think he caught the ball much out of the backfield. So, yeah, um, no, they, they did. did a good make, job. Yeah. They did make an adjustment again. I would still like to see some more pressure, just some creativity. Um, Slay did not have an, you know, he kind of, he struggles always against Washington, but he didn't have the greatest game either. I don't know. I don't know if uh, injuries are lingering. I'll tell you one thing, though. Another injury, as far, you know, as far as we all know, how valuable Dallas Goddard is to the offense, as far as being Jalen Hurts' safety blanket and also just opening up things, you know, once the, you know, they can open up things down the middle of the field, that'll take less double teams off and our town. He's a big part and of the run game. game. Right. I know where and you're going the Let me guess. Can I guess? Can I cut you off? Sure. Guess? You're going to yeah. Maddox. 100% go His for roommate. it. Yes. Yeah. His I mean, roommate. Josiah yeah, I mean, Scott's terrible. He does not look good at all. I mean, he showed some promise early, again, preseason. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he does not look good at all. And it, you just, again, it, that's an injury as far as Maddox goes. Because he's re-aggravated some type of injury, this will be the second time this year, you don't want to rush it. As much as we need him back on this football team, even with Goddard too, you know, do not rush these guys back. We still have very winnable football games on the schedule upcoming. Obviously, we get Green Bay this weekend, but – you know, it'll line up. There's not many, you know, back-breaking opponents on the schedule moving forward. Once we get by this week, you got the Saints coming up. You have some division games, and, of course, Dallas is going to be, and you get the Giants twice. But well, you got the Titans next week. That's well, yep, one. all right. The Titans you know. and then the, and the Bears were playing better, but they suffered a, an injury, injury at the QB position. So yeah. you're right. But it's nice, to, and, and hopefully by the Titans game, we'll get Jordan Davis back, and then you'll have a really good, um, deeper defensive tackle rotation, which was obviously a team of weakness. And again, you got to give Howie Roseman credit. I was shocked. I don't know about you, Joe. Were you shocked at how many damn snaps these two played yeah. right off the well, street? Not even so much that. I was shocked at how impactful they were. But here's the other thing: like, right. if you yeah. if you know, Jordan Davis didn't play a lot early, and we were kind of wondering what's up. Is he going to pan out? Whatever, you know, early in this, we make so much of the first few weeks of a rookie, you know, NFLer. But you got to yep. consider that they didn't have a backup plan on the roster. You know, like if Jordan Davis was that big for their run defense, it's almost like, whoa, what, what were you doing going in the season with nobody else other than him? Um, right. Based on scheme or what have you, but yeah, I'm with you on a lot of. I'm with you on a lot of things you talked about. One thing that bothered me this week, listening. Again, WIP, but like people were panicking about the offense. All oh, the offense. Like, have we forgotten that this is the National Football League where there's upsets every single Sunday where you're at the Packers and you lose, you know, the Bills lose to the Jets, right? Are the yeah. Jets improved? Yes, but they're the Jets. Like, 
you know, the, the Cowboys, everybody wants to get on the Cowboys bandwagon after they throttle Minnesota. Did we forget that just a week prior they lost to Green Bay? You know, Green right. Bay beats Dallas, and then they go and lose a Thursday night football game uh, to the yep. Titans where they look lackluster. I mean, it's the NFL. You're not going to be great every week. And honestly, sure. they didn't yeah. have the ball against the Commanders. Like, you can't right. tell me the offense struggled. They put up 23 points, and they barely had the football. So right. I'm not ready to, you know, I thought the Colts played hard. They were at home. Uh, sure, did, did the offense look great? No. But penalties also kicked them in the ass. You know, yep. first and 35 when you had the ball on the plus side of the 50 uh, early Correct. in that game. Like, you know, that was three straight penalties. So I'm not ready. Look, if the right. offense doesn't look good Sunday night and they lose to the Packers, then I'll be a bit more critical of the offense. But for now, yes, the Goddard injury is massive. But I'm not willing to say, like, oh, you know, the NFL's caught up. Defenses have caught up. No, they haven't caught up. Just give the birds, you know, a grace period here of a week or two before we start making all these drastic brushstrokes about the offense slowing down. No, and I'm and like you bring up the point. You want to talk about upsets? I mean, God, look no further than what happened in the NBA last night with the 76ers. 76ers are down Maxi, James Harden, and Joel Embiid, and they beat a team. They beat the Brooklyn Nets, who pretty much had all their pieces back with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and. Dare I say, Ben Simmons, the choke artist, but or the brick and chicken. But anyway, but no, I, but it, no, I, I agree with you. Um, but it, it's yeah, I mean, it's gonna happen. Listen, teams are gonna make adjustments, right? They're gonna say, hey, can you beat us? And it's our coaching staff. It's their job to make the proper adjustments, get more creative. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're. I, I didn't see any motion. We don't we don't do a lot of pre-step motion, you know? Yeah. I think that where you can get different players involved, like you can bring somebody in the slot, bring Devontae and make him play in the slot and put, set him in motion. That way he can get a free release from the line. I mean, there's a lot of things I think they can do, and I think a lot of times they just go into games where they don't need they, – they think they don't need to be as creative. Right. But, I, and, and, I would agree with that. I would agree yeah. with that because – you know, this this staff, if anything, has been slow to adjust from what we've seen, both in game and game to game. And I don't sure. I don't know if it's necessarily like I'm not trying to knock them so much right now, although the in game, like let's not change up our defense till halftime does drive me bonkers. But like I think to your point, like you're playing the Colts in Indy. You don't have to show a lot to win that football game. Now, did they squeeze it out probably a little bit closer than they expected? Yes. But I think if they're – like, look how well they played against Dallas exposing Micah Parsons, right? And the broadcast yeah. team that night was like, oh, my God, how do, you, how do you stop this offense? It's a numbers game. You don't have the numbers because you can't account for Jalen Hurts. Don't tell right. me that in a month the NFL all of a sudden is like, oh, now, now we have the answer to the test. No, they might be closing the gap. But I think this Eagles team, to your point, has some more bullets left. They haven't fired them yet. They're nine and one. You know, as long as they get the number one seed, who cares how they get it done? That's that's me. Yeah, I, I'm 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 totally in agreement with you. And we'll we'll say, listen, you need to play in these games. And for Jalen Hurts to come back when nothing goes right, you, you gotta love that, right? Yep. That's probably yep. like his first big time comeback win by being down a certain amount of points and. Yep. It was good to see, and they need that. Listen, all throughout the course of the season, through the how many games they've played now, they're what nine and one, ten games with seven to go. Um, they've just found way different ways to win the football game. 
And Arizona wasn't a pretty win. But exactly. they got it done. Dude, what I will say is this, though. A couple of things alarmed me last week with Nick, Nick uh, Sirianni coaching, all right? I did not understand when they called – when they didn't – Take when they didn't let it run out to the two minute warning, right? They basically snapped another play before the two minute warning, and I'm like, "What the hell are you doing?" You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, because I'm thinking to myself, "Take it to the two minute warning." Then that timeout hits. Then you run clock because you know what you didn't want to do is you didn't want to give the ball to Indianapolis, and that could have basically killed twenty five to thirty seconds. So instead of Indianapolis getting the ball back with a minute and twenty, they would have gotten the ball back with about a minute and fifty seconds to go. Now the drawing off sides and then killing yourself for a timeout when it was fourth and two. Again, another weird ass call. Yeah, but it all it, it all worked out in the end. But there were a couple head scratchers right there. I was like, but what listen, the hell's Johnny going Mita, on? He's, look, he's learning too. You know, we have to remember well, that's, that. Like, and that's he might true. get outpushed in a big game. He might get, you know, yeah. exposed a bit. And you just Good hope point. they find a way to get it done. And, and hopefully he learns from it, the entire staff. And, and I'll say this. We talked about this a few weeks back, and I only remember this because, as I told you, Jake listens to the podcast, and he's usually a couple weeks behind. And he was glaring nice. it the other night. And I heard us talking about it. Is this whole like, you know? I actually I called him like a seven hundred level fan, like <laughs> you know. And after the game in Indy, what's he do? He goes up and he's beating his chest and he's yelling, "That's for Frank Reich to the fans!" Like, yeah, re- like, right. You know. But again, and and I didn't, you know, I was thinking about this. Um, WIP was talking about it, and they're like, "Ah, oh, they're right. a little on the fence." But guess what? Yeah. Guess guess who's not shutting it down? Howie Roseman's not shutting it down. Howie nah. Roseman's going to the stands and telling fans to F off. I brought you <laughs> right. a Super Bowl. So when your boss is acting like a child or a fan or right. emotional, sure. you know, sure. nut job, how, yep. how's the head coach going to be held in check? I know it's another story, another tangent for another time, but I. But no, know. no, no. I mean, it, it's funny you said that, right? Because remember, who was it? Oh, remember, it was the Dallas game, right? Yeah. And apparently last year. A couple of the players told Nick that he didn't belong in the league or something. And then that's why, you know, he got so emotional at the end of that game. Listen, I do like the fact that he gets emotional. I think his players kind of dig it. I don't want him to change. All right, let's put it this way. But I want him to rein it in. I don't care if he's not professional because this is different. This isn't the 80s, right, where the coaches were – you know, like yeah. the players are different yeah. now. Buddy so Ryan, the coach yeah. is yeah. different now, right? But I'm, I'm sure. just saying, like, rein it in a little bit. Don't let that emotion have you right. make a bad decision for the football team. All right? You can play with that passion. You can be as dialed in as you yeah. want, as pissed off as the fans are that you lose a game. But don't let that passion and emotion essentially derail you when it matters making big-time decisions. That's that's what I'd say to that. No, and, and, and I'm in agreement with you there. You be true to who you are, but reining it in, I think that's smart. Because here's the bottom line. These guys are all going to remember those certain things. You know what yeah. I mean? And you yeah. just never know. It's like, yeah, you may want to not give anybody bulletin board material exactly. or just talking. Or... So right. I get where you're coming from. Give yeah. Me a, give me a prediction. Birds, Packers, Sunday Night Football at the link. And uh, then well, we got to switch to the, to the Sixers. All right. Well. There's no place like home. It's going to be a, a tough contest, but I'm 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 going to go with 34. Let's go with 34 to uh, 17. 34 17. That's the call. 
All right, I get got back. Tw- I, I got twenty-seven twenty birds. Everything huh? I hear about this Packers team is that they're not the same team. Their defense is not as good as they are on paper. Like they haven't performed. I think if you stop the run, you pressure Aaron Rodgers, um, and their receiving core is not obviously what it should be, what it used to be. I think the Eagles can find a way with their cover coverability, uh, keep everything in front of them. As long as Josiah Scott doesn't get picked on left and right, I think the Birds yeah. win this game by a touchdown or more. I like it. I like it. All right, to the 10-9-8-76ers. Let's forget their 500 record. Let's forget all the injuries. <laughs> that fraud Ben Simmons came to town. He tried to butter up the media with, oh, I got a lot, nothing but love for Philly. Then he goes yeah. out and has a pretty dominant first quarter. He finished with a triple-double, the old 10-point triple-double. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. But the Sixers win the game. Simmons can't make a free throw, as we've seen. But I'm just like, what? Like that guy, you want to talk about a hate-the-face guy now? Like, what a fraud. He's so soft. It's embarrassing. And you know what? Good riddance. I know that, you know, ultimately they might not have won the trade with all the draft picks they gave up, and Harden is Harden. But, like, I just don't want – like, if you can't shoot, if you don't have a set of balls, I don't want you on my basketball team. Take a hike. Hardly knew you. Um, I just, like uh, – just what a fraud. Just an absolute fraud. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to be honest. I mean – yeah, you know how I felt about the guy for years. I, I just – anyone says, you know, Howard goes – you know, Howard asking now, he was like, you know, making up with him, kissing on him because, you know, Ben said something nice about his dog and everything, and which is fine. But um, after his dog passed away. But the one thing that is – again, it's like, who would you rather have, James Harden or Ben Simmons, okay? You break down the trade, some of these draft picks, you don't know what they're going to ever turn into. Who would you rather have? And I think it's pretty obvious you'd rather have James Harden. Because at least he'll shoot the damn basketball. I, I think you'd rather it's it's just the it's just the losing Ben Simmons. It's the removal, that, the subtraction it. of Ben Simmons. No, you you him. think? Listen, you think KD and Kyrie want to play with Ben Simmons? They no shot. I mean, no, those guys want to get out of town before. I mean, KD was trying to force his hand earlier this, you know, this all season. I mean. Nobody last year when they're like, "Hey Ben, you think you can come back?" They really were hoping that he come back, and you know he's a new person. He needed a different situation. Got the guy just refused to take accountability for trying to become a better basketball player. I mean, Charles Barkley last night said on the broadcast that I heard this morning he was like, "He owes Philadelphia an apology." And they're like, "Why? Why does he over?" Because they asked him to get better, and he never did. And he just doesn't care. You know, and Howard Eskin, he, I, I, God, I can't believe I'm going to say his name one more time. But he goes, Ben Simmons likes three things. He like, he likes the money, he likes the cars, and he likes the women. And that's it. I think he you forgot know? one thing. He likes himself. What's that? Oh, and he loves himself and Call of Duty. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> it. Like, that, that, that's pretty much it. And you're never going to win with that guy. And so... Listen, I know the Horn situation hasn't been ideal totally. The guy worked himself back in shape to come back. We'll see if it ever works. But at the same time, at least I know somebody that you could say, you know what, at least he's going to go down in flames. Unlike Ben, you know that meme, that gif or whatever they say, the gif they, they send out when you see Homer Homer Simpson disappearing in the bushes? Yeah. I mean, that's Ben Simmons in the fourth quarter last night. Yeah. I mean, just disappeared like a ghost. 
I got one you know, more he, comment, Johnny. Then he's telling the crowd to shh. It's like okay, back. No, I know. Th- I th- know. Thanks for the free, thanks for the free the the free the free five piece you provided <laughs> last night to everybody in the tri-state area. Yeah. You know? By breaking two free throws and success. Breaking chicken. Oh my God. I mean, everyone knew, and you knew. Listen, you knew Doc Rivers. He said after the press conference, he goes, "My team really wanted to win this game." I mean, if you don't think these the other teammates didn't really love Ben, I mean, just yeah. goes to show you. Yeah. yeah, I got one more thing. Stan Van Gundy on the broadcast last night. Oh, that's the fire. Yeah. Well, I really don't think that Philadelphia is giving them a hard enough time. A little disappointed by the Boo Birds. First of all, Stan, they booed him every time he touched the basketball. So to boo for 48 minutes, obviously it's going to lose its luster, right, over time. Even yeah. if he plays 36 minutes, like every time he touches the ball. And there's no Harden. There's no Maxi. There's no Embiid. The team's 500. And honestly, Philadelphia sports fans, a little bit hungover lately because of the last two months with the Phils and the, and the Birds. And like, yeah. So give us a pass if we didn't throw batteries at Ben Simmons. Doesn't mean we don't hate his guts. Doesn't mean we didn't make it uncomfortable for him. Like, what was he looking for? Like, to not be able to hear himself in his headset broadcasting the game for, for three yeah. hours? Like, uncle, yeah. I got no time for Stan Van Gundy or anybody what? else chirping Philadelphia. Yeah. We do our thing, and we do it right. Well, here, here's the other thing with that, too, Joe. I mean, listen, this is the first time he put in a uniform in a year. So, listen, if he would have taken the court last year in right. uniform, he would have really got it. Yep. But due to the fact that it's been a year, the Sixers haven't been off to the most fabulous start, and like you were speaking to before, the sports hangover, you know. But, listen, I'm going to leave the listeners with the greatest new edition quote of Limville Joseph. After the game, Joe, I sent you this. I, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Right here's Limbo Joseph. I knew we were going to have to drop our nuts. It was that moment, do or die. Who wants it more? I mean, this guy comes in and throws that banger out there. Unbelievable. Hey, man. Unbelievable. Sometimes you got to strap them on. Oh, my God. I mean, hilarious. And how about him and Sue? They literally met at the quarterback at the same time to I get know. a half sack each. That was Great. unbelievable. Hey, it had a big impact. Helped them win the game. So kudos to your boy, Howie Roseman. That's it. And all these people, all these all national people, you know, the Cowboys are back, you know. Oh, my God. I mean, they had a great game against Minnesota. They completely dominated them. I get it. But, you know, everyone's, you know, the paper champions. My God. You know. But listen, if there's one thing that I've seen this year, Joe, like, it's still wide open for anybody. Anybody can win the Super Bowl this year. Anybody. I agree. Literally. I agree. Doesn't and matter if you're a one seed. Doesn't matter if you're a five seed. Nope. This is just one of those weird years that parity is all across the league. And if somebody gets hot late and is playing a great brand of football, you're going to win. I agree. And guess what? I like our chances. I like the burst chances if, they're playing, if they're playing in Philadelphia. In January. Damn right. So Damn let's right. sew up that number one seed. All right, everybody. Have a great Thanksgiving. John and me to you. Happy the man. Thanksgiving. You appreciate all the support, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving, all the listeners. And uh, go, Birds. And uh, yeah, have a great holiday. Ben Simmons, you suck. This is the Brother Love Podcast. Till next time. Go Learn birds, how boys. to shoot a free throw. <laughs> See ya.